1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon has Hamilton on his mind as the domestic football returns Stephen Gerrard hails Joe Aribo as he considers a second debut for Ryan Kent And Hearts and Hibs are amongst those needing a win as we welcome back league football I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. Well after two international matches, it's back to the kind of game where both teams get a kick of the ball In the international arena We've declined alarmingly and left the public disillusioned But we can't forget that on a domestic level We're about to pick up again on the most thrilling title competition In the history of Scottish football And no one, but no one is leaving this one early The Flower of Scotland needs watering But the Premiership is in full bloom From Hamilton to Govan From high noon to close of play Five hours later 300 minutes and as many talking points Hamilton against Celtic Rangers against Livingston Massive games All across the Premiership And Brecon City Against Cove Rangers as well Mark Wilson That is the big one Gordon No one's looking at Celtic No one's looking at Rangers It's eyes on Glebe Park tomorrow For me and the rest of the thousands Mark Wilson versus Paul Hartley Exactly well. Yeah yeah. Reunite uh, Old friendship Yeah, But listen Hugh's right I mean I, I hate the international break Purely because it's full of controversy in the lead up to it Who's been pulled out the squad Who's not turned up Or who's getting sent home to their clubs injured Followed by generally bad results on our part So the only thing I really look forward to Is now when the real domestic football starts back again And what a fixture card we've got for it tomorrow Yeah they can be great if you win But we've not had that feeling uh, in quite some time But Hugh we are truly back with a bang Big games tomorrow Questions all over the place about who plays which new signings make their debuts? Who picks up where they left off? Who bounces back from where they needed to bounce back from before yeah. the break? And different managers needing a win. The Celtic fans have enjoyed two weeks of celebration since winning at Ibrox. Uh, Rangers have to get back on track against Livingston with Ryan Kent coming back at £7 million. Uh, for Craig Levine and for Paul Heckenbottom at Hearts and Hibs respectively, they cannot afford to drop anything Nothing at all Or fans will be on their case And uh, for St Mirren Long old trip to Dingwall Breaking sounds round the corner Compared to that one uh, <laughs> And they In the form of Jim Goodwin Need a result as well 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight And if you would rather tweet then You can find us at Clyde SSB So come on You've been waiting all week All last week as well The domestic football is back Give us your thoughts Give us your predictions Give us your team lineup Suggestions The transfer window is closed So which players would you like to see Make a debut for your team tomorrow Tell us 01419511025 Let's kick off by hearing from Neil Lennon He says he has no issue With the way his players train While on Scotland duty Uh, This comes after Stephen Gerrard Branded the Scottish FA careless After Ryan Jack suffered a knee injury Doing 11k uh, Just after Just two days I should say After the old firm game But Lennon says injuries can happen at any time Well they've come back no problem You know No injuries You know they had the game You know and then they were straight to the hotel um, Maybe recovery day And then into Into the training So Maybe You know Stephen has an issue with that Because of Ryan's you know, injury, but um, you know, thankfully we are injury free from that. Like it's part and parcel of 
you know, being an international player. They can get injured here, they can get injured in training, they can get injured playing for us, or they can get injured in training or for the national team playing. And yeah, of course, when you're when you're um, during an international break, you're always on the phone, you know, waiting for your physio to call you with hopefully good news rather than bad. Speaking of injuries, Nir Beaton will be out for a few weeks with a hamstring injury. Suffered in that one at Rangers. Jozo Simunovic is away to see a knee specialist. Uh, Christopher Ayer should be back after missing the win at Ibrox before the break. Wren coming up soon. Lennon says he could rotate the squad against Hamilton tomorrow. You know, this month's very much going to be similar to the last month where we did. You know, change it sometimes through necessity. You know, whether we rotated for freshness or you know we may pick up an injury here or there. What I've got now is strength and depth in a number of positions, and also some of the boys, the long-term boys, who have been out. Tom Rogic, he's fit now as well. So you know, that's a welcome boost to the squad as well. A player of that quality. That game kicks off at noon tomorrow So Celtic fans It's your last chance really To have your say on who should play the game uh, Give us a call right now 01419511025 Should any of the new signings Go straight in and make their debut You tell us Maybe Greg Taylor Maybe El Yanusi. Who would you like to see How would you like to see the team line up This is your last chance to tell us Before tomorrow 01419511025 I think the gap between Celtic and Hamilton Actually should be as great As the gap which existed between Scotland and Belgium. And Celtic have a first-team squad that is 30-plus strong. So rotate, by all means. Uh, give players a debut like El Yunusi, by all means. But whatever happens, Celtic should and will be, I think, too strong for Hamilton. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I think Celtic are in such a good place just now after their victory at Ibrox. Looking at it, what Neil Lennon says there about strength and depth, i seen a picture uh, in a newspaper the other day of the squad and the options he has now at his disposal. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were on this show saying how weak certain areas looked for Celtic. Having looked at every position, he's got at least two options for every position. So although he's got injuries, he's added real quality to, to his squad and positions that we were debating over you know that he could be struggling if he didn't fill them quickly. Albeit it came at the end of the transfer window, but he got the he got the names over the line, and it looks a very strong squad. So if he rotates that tomorrow, Celtic will have too much quality for Hamlin. So Celtic fans, a debut for Greg Taylor, maybe a debut for El Yunusi. Who else? You tell us right now. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Either of those names? Would you expect to go straight in from the beginning, Hugh Kevens? I'm not sure about plastic pitches. You know, uh, I, I don't know what experience El Yunusi has had on uh, surfaces like that. I think he came from Molda, who had one. I think so. Well, granted, they're all differently. So uh, they're all different. But I think tomorrow, we'll go out and Celtic have to conquer the contrast. Ibrooks, 50,000 people. Hamilton Ackley's ground, less than 10,000 people. Uh, Ibrooks, bowling green of a pitch. Uh, Hamilton Ackley's concrete flooring. Uh, so I think they have the <laughs> concrete floor. Yeah, I mean, the Aki's fans are going to be yeah. burning these phone well, lines to take issue with them. Very very I, I don't think they should have these pitches. We'll get three of them. In our major league And I think that's terrible Cel- But Celtic you have got no excuses tomorrow They've been there before They've done it before Numerous Last season they were, they were exceptional there You know they started Really quickly Last year with a, a beautiful set piece And they continued from there And battered Hamilton So they've got no excuses I don't see any problems for them tomorrow But I think managers do 
tailor their thinking, Mark, uh, when they ask players how they feel about playing on these surfaces. Uh, and it may be that one or two, you know, like Jojo Seminovic, I know he's not available to Celtic right now because of injury, but he simply couldn't play on them. Mm. So you had to, no matter how well he was playing, you had to leave him out. Well, it won't be an issue for El Yunusi or Greg Taylor. They both played for clubs who have them. So let's, let's, Shell that for the meantime, Mark. On a, in a footballing sense, do you expect either of them to start the game? Um, both of them to start the game. El, I think El Yunusi has a better chance. Uh, Mikey Johnson, am I right in saying he's he's out? So I mean that frees up that position. I think the Celtic fans would like to see him. When you've got a guy who, who was bought for sixteen million quid not that long ago, you know you've got him on loan. Expect him to come into the fold sometime. Now, if I was Mikey Johnson and I was fit and I was left out. I'd be disappointed because I think he deserves that place in the team just now. However, the opportunities came probably quicker for Elianusi through that injury, so he will be thrown in. The the thing with Taylor is that Bowling Golly had his best game for Celtic at Ibrox, so <laughs> I don't think you can afford to drop him. If you drop him, then I think you take his confidence back a step. You know, Taylor, what happened to myself, I had to wait my time. Um, to, to play for Celtic I understood that When I signed I was lucky It came up in the, the next Couple of weeks Through injury Greg Taylor may just Have to do the same If Ball and Golly Keeps playing well Celtic fans Aki's fans Can you cause an upset Listen to Hugh Keevans He thinks Celtic Will have it all Their own way What do you think Celtic fans What about that team Who should play What should we be Considering before the game Tell us right now 01419511025 the previous game, Hugh, and you go back to it, feels like a lifetime ago now because of the international break, but obviously it was the big one. It was at Ibrooks. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that it could potentially be a coming of age day for Christopher yeah. Julian, for Bolly Ball and Golly. And I'm sure you will be willing to admit that on the flip side, it could have been a one off. And they then now, therefore, have to show that that's their level that they can stick to continuously. Yeah, I mean, you can only judge a player, I think. Uh, at the very highest level And that in domestic terms Celtic playing Rangers at Ibrooks Is as big as it gets And if you come through that With flying colours Dominate the opposition Win the match with ease Then thereafter You really ought to be in a good place mm. Listen, I, I heard Daz saying that The first old firm game for him Was the easiest to play in Look, I, had, I have to disagree with that I, I found it incredibly difficult And I felt the pressure on my shoulders going to Ibrox I think these guys, Julian and Ball and Golly Had extra pressure on their shoulders Because of their previous performances And they showed up good You would think that that's a big turning point In their Celtic careers I know they hadn't been there long But there was a lot of people in their backs early doors And I think last Sunday Or two Sundays ago that changed a lot of people's minds But you're right Gordon It's up to them to sustain that level of performance That's what the Celtic fans expect to see Week in, week out And it starts tomorrow at Hamilton I guess Yeah because you, you mentioned it earlier Hugh as well Such a, just a different challenge in yeah. every single way So you, that, that's, the, that's the challenge about being a Celtic or a Rangers player Is you come into certain environments That you are massive favourites And you, you might have to be concentrating for, for that one moment where the other team come at you And in other games It's the, the raucous atmosphere that, that you saw at Ibrox So it's, it's different I said at the start of the season Before a ball was kicked For Celtic and Rangers A draw is a disaster A defeat is a catastrophe this season Now Neil Lennon's made the point There's no, no point in winning at Ibrox and then dropping something at Hamilton 
So mm. that's the pressure the Celtic players simply have to live with. They're getting well paid. They are strong in terms of depth. And no matter who plays, they have to be better than Hamilton. Right, remember, there are a couple of ways for you to get in touch with the show tonight. As always, it's the same number, but if you've never dialed it before, it's 01419511025. And if you are online and you would rather tweet, then you can do so uh, at Clyde SSB. We just had a caller disappear there. Let's see if we can uh, get that one back. But like I say, Twitter is at Clyde SSB. And on the phones, the usual Number Hugh Keevans and Mark Wilson here Looking ahead to a big weekend A man is a Celtic fan First up in Govan Hill Hi a man Hello how you doing I know I've only got a wee bit of time No you're but, uh, you plenty answer. of time On you go You sure? Right okay I'm thank sure. you <laughs> But uh, uh, <laughs> My point is I want to ask Mark I mean I've heard a rumour that uh, They were leaning in for Edward And in January They might be putting a bed in for him I mean How long will it How long uh, sorry, how much money do Celtic need before they stop selling their top players? Mm. Listen, I don't because think Edward will be. I, I don't think Edward will be gone this season. I think he's one that Celtic, or well, so I've heard that Celtic want to keep a hold of as long as possible. So I, I don't think in January. Oh, I mean. On the flip side though How big a battle big Are they going to have Because he's, he's well, listen, I he's, see He seems to playing, be getting better All the time Yeah see when you're scoring In the big games You're scoring in the European scene And then you're Doing it At international level Okay it's at under 21 level But still at a very Very good level People start sitting up And taking notice The big boys sit up And take notice of that When you're doing it On all fronts Not just domestically So no doubt He's going to have Teams interested in him But I think Celtic Because it's such A historic year they will Precisely. knock everything back until such times that, as the summer where I know for maybe too big. That is the crux of the matter. You know, Celtic's declared policy is bring them in for a small sum of money and sell them for a big sum of money. That's what happened with Dembele and will happen eventually with Edward. However, where Celtic to let Edward go before the end of the season and it contributed towards Celtic not winning the league then those who sold Edward would be damned from now until the end of time by the Celtic fans. A man, what's your own take on it? Because he's, he seems to be very much in the, the Dembele mould. There seems to be an inevitability that at some point he, he moves on. How long are you hoping you can keep him? Exactly, because we, uh, I mean, in January they said Dembele was going to stay last minute they sold him. Right, it's on the belly and I don't want that happen with Edward. Every every decent player, okay, he shows one of the best players called Kieran Tierney. He's away now, but why do you want to sell that? Then after it's going to be IR, then who else is going to be after that? Why don't we keep these players, they're on long contracts, and keep them on for at least do this mm. nine in a row and then get maybe a bit further in Europe because we don't need the money. The belly left and because... I've got another point about... The belly left because he was becoming a disruptive force in the dressing room And uh, Brendan Rodgers actually had to send him off the training ground And he was sold that day uh, But the money was fantastic Celtic, Scottish club, cannot turn down £20 million for the players Are we now entering Is, is Odson Edward at the peak of his powers from what we've seen so far, Mark? I'm not saying he's not going to get better But is, is this the best uh, football he's a, played since, yeah. since we've seen him? Well, I think so I think it's the most consistent he's been And I have to keep reminding myself how young he is You know, I gave him, I've gave him, i gave him a fair bit of stick on this show In games that he hasn't showed up in 
And then I have to remind myself He's still a young kid He's still actually learning But when he does turn up And he does play his potential He's unstoppable And he seems to have had a run of games just now At the start of this season Where he's found a consistency And that that, that only bodes well for the boy He is going to get much better But he's in a, a really good place at the minute oh man, what was your other point there? Right, okay, right, thank you And my other point is, right, you know how like, Ryan Kent is coming back to Rangers, right And there are a lot of hunters think that That's their game changer, right Ryan Kent's going to win the league Or should be Rangers' make favourites Why don't we find a granny or a granddad for Ryan Kent And make him play for Scotland Maybe win the Scotland win the World Cup, no? <laughs> well, you know You, you can't Invent a granny Or a granddad Who was born in Scotland that Just to make him eligible To play for us If he's got one We'd have found out About it by this time But he clearly doesn't And that idea Is a non-starter Thank you very much That was a man in Govan Hill It's 01419511025 Mark is a Rangers fan He's going to be next up And we'll hear from The Rangers boss Stephen Gerrard Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Mark Wilson are here As we welcome back The return of domestic football We've actually got some Championship action tonight Hugh Evans. Yeah, a broth and Partick Thistle Yeah, do indeed And then massive games Across the Premiership And beyond tomorrow We're on the phones as always And on Twitter at Clyde SSB TG Hail Hail 67 I can't quite see Who they support um, says debut for Taylor tomorrow Used to the plastic pitches as well It's a, it's a fair point Is it not the and case that Ball and Golly Was always intended to be a backup? Well, we will find out I guess uh, yeah, Scott Ball right, yeah. Funny you mention it Scotty Ball and Golly is on Twitter He says looking forward to seeing the hoops back in action El Yunusi will start in my opinion Along with Moritz Bauer Big score expected 5-0 to Celtic He says That's Twitter at Clyde SSB And if you would rather phone 01419511025 uh, Let's speak to Mark Who's a Rangers fan on the line Hi Mark Hi It's just a couple of points I wanted to make I'm, I go to Ibrox Every second Saturday To watch Rangers And I'm worried about The way Tafanir's defending now. I mean he's getting caught out Quite a lot With Kandace now Being there Because the two of them Used to be like they used to overlap each other. We can do us no there now. That's why Celtic pounded Tafanir doing that wing with two players all the time. And I was just wondering if Rangers should go in for Alan Hutton a free transfer just to play Tafanir a bit forward and put Alan Hutton at right back. I think these days of these suggestions are gone, Mark, aren't they? He's the, one of the first names on Rangers' team sheet. His defending has, has improved a lot since he came to the club and he's the captain and there's there's no real suggestion that he'll, he'll ever move from there. Yeah, I, I think he's the number one uh, choice at right back. Listen, I've made my feelings clear about his defending this show. I, I still believe... I, I, listen, Gordon, I believe that he's improved but I still believe there's major question marks over his defending. I think you saw that. Uh, two Sundays ago Mikey Johnson I think in the first half Just breezed by him Without even a nudge Or a, a tackle And uh, You know what would be concerning For a Rangers fan But what he gives to the team Going forward Can't be replaced And I think if you You do get a right back in And When you think it, Richard, uh, Rangers have got a right back They've got Flanagan They choose to play him At left back but if you do get a defenders a right back and move Tavernier on, I think you take a bit away from his game. I think his game then becomes different. He receives the ball with his back to goal. It's a totally different position to play. And you don't get him running onto the ball and, you know, delivering like he does. So 
Um, I think you'd be taking a lot away from your team if you have to move him further forward. Uh, Mark, speaking of Rangers' wide options, would you expect Ryan Kent to start the game tomorrow? I think Ryan Kent will start. I they kind of cover Barajic as well because Barajic's quite gets caught overlapping all the time, and he's got to cut inside all the time. No, I don't think he gets caught out quite a lot. I I expect that Kent will start. Uh, there's absolutely no reason why he shouldn't. And I this is a program about personal opinions. In my opinion, Rangers went after Ryan Kent with renewed interest because Celtic won at Ibrooks. Uh He was about to join Bruges, as he has told everyone in today's newspapers. Uh, but the downside of that for Ryan Kent is it then looks like Rangers have said. Ryan Kent will make the difference between us winning the title and Celtic winning the title. That's a heavy burden for one player to carry. But £7 million, he'll be there tomorrow and he will be expected to hit the ground running. I think he looks the type of player that relishes that challenge, though, Hugh. I think Mm. there's certain players who are quiet within themselves who that may be too much for them. I think looking at Ryan Kent, even the way he finished the season last year, just his whole personality, the way he comes across, I think... He, he looks like he likes to be the main man that that burden has put on his shoulders. You know, and do you honestly believe that Rangers signed him because of that, that loss? Do you not think that was an ongoing they pursued thing? pursued summer, I mean. Yeah, yeah but uh, the deadline was upon them. Uh, and I think if Rangers had beaten Celtic, I'm not convinced they would have spent £7 million on a player the following day. Who would be the guys that you came across, Mark, that go into that bracket of thriving on on the expectation or, or thriving on the, the, the hope that they can be the main man? Because it obviously causes some people to go into their shell, but you're predicting Ryan Kent would be the opposite. Did you come across guys like that in your, your career? You're talking to me or Mark on the phone? Oh, you, sorry. Oh, me, sorry. So I'm not sure what dressing rooms Mark's been in. Sorry, to I don't know. Oh, guys who relish the, the... Listen, see guys like Aidan McGeady. Now, he's one similar position to Ryan Kent, but he loved... You know, he took that responsibility. Well, knew you give the ball to Aidan, he can make things happen. Guys like that are so valuable to the team. Guys who took responsibility, took the game by the scruff of the neck, you know, they're, they're so valuable And um, who else? I mean, Maloney, quieter guy But again, he knew how talented he was It's guys who know and understand how talented they are And who can make a difference And that's why they, that's why they cost, you know, the big money And, you know, the, the fans love them But those two guys stood out for me In a Celtic point of view Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard He says, Joe Aribo is proving why signing for Rangers Was the right move if you remember his switch from Charlton was criticised by Lee Boyer at the time wasn't it he didn't think it would benefit his career but after watching him make his full international debut Gerard says progress can't be disputed Congratulations to him you know his first game he manages to get a goal um, and he was rewarded for his form as a Rangers player you know he, um, he it's, it was his first call up so it shows you that he's at the right place and he's playing football at the right level um, you know European football playing in all firms um, you know, at last he's being recognised as an international player now. He's rewarded with his first game and, and gets his first goal, so he should be in a great place. They must have started watching him since he was playing at Rangers. You know, they must be happy with him playing in Europa League games and playing in front of fifty one thousand. You know, the people who select now for the Nigerian national team know that that he can play in big football games. You know, um I don't know many players in the championship who are who are who are playing for Nigeria. 
A not so subtle dig <laughs> at Lee Boyer yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. This is oh, one where like every, everyone clubs together. It's like we all, we'll all slag each other, but don't don't slag our league sort of thing. We'll stick well, up it, for it. He's to that, uh, Stephen Gerrard. I also think just to hark back to the Ryan Jack one very very briefly. It's Stephen Gerrard's player, Stephen Gerrard's opinion, and Stephen Gerrard's right to free speech. If Stevie Clark wishes to contradict anything, the floor is his. About listen about Ryan Jack thing. I don't think that's abnormal. Me personally, I don't think that's abnormal. Two days after the game to to run eleven k in a training. If session. you've got an existing knee issue, though, existing it might be. knee injury. I mean, surely the player should flag that up. Again, you turn up. You're trying. Yeah, you're not wrong, but you can sort of understand why. Because how many times the players. Just try and get, get on with it And just try yeah, and yeah. You think well I'm here at the Scotland team And I well, don't want to show any sign of weakness And I want to, I can to crack un- on I can understand that Yeah You know on the Arrival thing um, What you're saying He's right He's shown they can play in big games and, and a quality player The unfortunate thing for him Though in the biggest game He was played out of position And yeah. that's down to Stephen Gerrard I mean I'm sure every Rangers fan That went along To that game Would have loved to have seen him playing In the midfield three Where he's been so successful but he was played out of position and he was forced out of the game. And that's a shame because that was the biggest stage of all for him to shine on. But I'm sure he's got plenty of other games to shine on. I'm sure Stephen Gerrard's looked at that game, probably learned his lesson. And I, I don't know how many times you'll see him in that position going forward. Well, back to what we were suggesting about Ryan Kent. He could feature tomorrow against Livingston after returning from Liverpool. The manager says it's a chance for them to forget about that old firm defeat last time out. I know what these players can do individually and collectively. I know uh, some of the performances, some of the top performances they've already delivered three days before it, they were absolutely magnificent. Maybe that took a little bit out, who knows, but um, there's no getting away from it. We have to accept that. We have to be responsible. We've took the criticism on the chin and um, we own up to that. All we can do now is move forward and... um, you know, try and recover from that, and that starts at Livingston. You know, three points is always the perfect tonic after after a big defeat. And there is the subtext for tomorrow, Hugh. It's pretty simple. Rangers need to get the three points. They want to stay near the top of the league. Just below that, in the list of priorities, you're looking at what type of response did you get after losing to Celtic? Yeah, I mean, unless Celtic implode tomorrow, they'll win at Hamilton, and Rangers will start against Livingston six points behind. Not three, double that number. So there's no room for mar- uh, no margin for error whatsoever. So whether you're Ryan Kent, Joe Aribo, Tavernier, whoever, you have to be bang on it tomorrow against Livy. I mean, Mark, it's the the, the unique nature of the old firm game that the reaction to it is magnified. It gets blown up, and we've had a couple of weeks to stew yeah, on it as well. Yeah. Rangers have lost one of thirteen games this yeah. season. So yes, they weren't good at Ibrox, and yes, Stephen Gerrard got it wrong. They've lost one of thirteen games, exactly. so it's clearly it's not exactly time to panic, is it? No, listen, Stephen Gerrard highlighted the point when he, he he said, you know, we're we're far better off this year than we were last year in terms of points. What Rangers have to do is now put a run of, of games together where they continually win, and that was where they fell down last season. They take the the Celtic game on the chin and move on and bounce back from it. And they start this week at Livy But they have to then Sustain that Because last year If you remember They went A couple of games A draw Perhaps a defeat And there was no consistency And the only real consistency They got Was near the end of the season Where they put that We run a five games together They need to start now And they need to try and go All the way To the next Celtic game Seems far in the future 
without dropping any points if possible. Uh, listen, I, I genuinely believe they've got the squad to potentially do that. You know, I believe Celtic have as well, but when Rangers find themselves in a the position they're just now three points behind this early, I know it sounds stupid, but these old firm games are massive this season. Are that could be we, the difference. Are we dismissing Livingston unfairly, Hugh, because they have made a reputation... They've earned the reputation as being the surprise package of yep. the Scottish Premiership. They've not lost any games this season. Yeah. They've won their last three in a row as well. And despite losing all those important players, Gary Holt looks like he's got them bang at it already this season. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're dismissing them. Simply saying this you're at Rangers, they've got better players than you have. Uh, yes, you've not dropped anything this season or not lost anything this season. However, logic would suggest. That Rangers would beat Livingston Now it's up to you then To ram logic Into a difficult place <laughs> George is in Bathgate What are you thinking ahead of this game tomorrow George? It's not the game tomorrow to be honest um, But just It was just a bit of uh, uh, It's not an easy game uh, Not, not really quite an easy game uh, These teams always um, Play their best against Rangers When they come on uh, But see at the end of the day They've not got any We've not got any God given right Just to win games anyway and I've had a good start this season. But at the point I was actually wanting to make, Gordon, an absolutely ridiculous call a while ago there. James Tavernier can't defend. I mean, I, I just, some people, it's Friday night in Glasgow, of course it is, but some people have flown up and just, uh, I don't understand where they come from. And then Hugh Keevans, one, he just said the other night. A boy said last week there, uh, some people just get all old and set in their ways. Well, Hugh Keevans just turned me in the other night and says, Rangers are putting all their eggs in one basket with Ryan Jack, uh, uh, Ryan Kent. Absolutely no chance of we doing that. Rangers were absolutely rubbish. In the firm game against um, uh, against the other team, absolutely rubbish. Not one man, maybe Alan McGregor and possibly Flanagan showed up that day. Um, we're not putting all our eggs in one basket. We're bringing in one young lad. We, we, we're better than maybe we were the other day. We're bringing in one young lad because um, we've been trying to get him all summer. But for somebody to turn around and say we're putting all our eggs in one basket, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I, I I didn't use that phrase, and what I said was, no, I didn't. I did not use the did phrase you? Eggs yeah. in one basket He didn't say eggs in one basket oh, George, didn't didn't he, didn't he, didn't he didn't use that phrase But that's what you said about Ryan Kent But anyway What I said about Ryan Kent was It gives the impression When you lose to Celtic And then pay £7 million the following day To bring in a player It gives the impression That you are saying This player Will make the difference between Rangers winning the league And Celtic winning the league it gives that impression. That's that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think it. I don't think it does. You. I really don't think it does. And if you actually, if you're honest about it, you, you know, if you know anything about football, Rangers chased the boy all summer, and we preferred another um, loan deal. It was never going to happen. Um, so we had to we had to spend the big bucks. That's what that team wanted. So that's what we've got to fight. I don't think that's uh, Stephen Gerrard or anybody at Rangers saying um, the, the, the day before. Beat, uh, the day before the game, Stephen Gerrard did his press and said, "Nah, Ryan Kent is." Off the table because we can't go that far in terms of the money. The following day, because he was going to a Champions League team in, in uh, Belgium, we, but, we didn't think we were at that level. But the following day, the money was there. And what changed? Celtic beat Rangers. Nothing. Nothing. That's not the only reason. But if you think that's the only reason, if you if you honestly believe that for one second that Rangers won the chase and that lad all the way through the summer, and I, it just happened to be the last day. I don't dispute that at all. I am saying. In my personal opinion And you George Are on to give us Your personal opinion In my personal opinion If Rangers Had beaten Celtic 
they would not have bought Ryan Kent mm-hmm. for £7 million the following day. Big question now, George, does he start tomorrow? Like you say, is your opinion, no. in my opinion, I think you're completely wrong with you. I think Rangers chased him at the very last second and there was a Champions League team in trying to uh, sign the laddie and we were lucky to have got the laddie. Um, I think it was because Ryan Kent basically said where they wanted to go. So uh, Ryan, Jack said, uh, Ryan Kent sorry, said where they wanted to go. So for anybody to turn around and say we're putting our, um, our league decider on a young lad, the 22 year old coming into Rangers, absolutely uh, madness. We were rubbish against uh, that team. We're a better team than we showed that day. Um, and I think I think we're getting him in. It's got to make a bit of difference. No guarantee he's winning the league, but I think it's got to make a bit of difference. Does he start tomorrow, George? Yeah, I think he will. I think I think he should start the more. If I'm perfectly honest. Uh, I think he maybe start the morning. I think possibly uh, Big Hellender will probably start as well uh, the morning to right. have a game. But I think who, we could who, do well the morning. Who, who does he replace? Why? Why do you mention that one? I just think I think it's about time maybe we've got a, a, a bit of start. Like he's been um, trying to get his fitness up and things like that. So I think I'm not saying he's got. To, I'm not saying he's um, anybody's getting dropped. I just think it's time for the year a big guy a, a bit of start. Well, some, somebody will need to get dropped though. Well, some don't need to get dropped, but I'm not saying, well, they drop somebody. There's a, in my opinion, Gordon, you can drop somebody, but you can rest somebody. Okay. Um, and that's that's my honest, honest opinion. Uh, I don't think you always have to just drop somebody uh, when somebody else is getting played. Thank you very much. That was George in Bathgate. Give us a call, 01419511025. Uh, don't worry, Hugh, because John is next up. He wants to pull you up about something as well, oh, so we'll good. speak to him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Mark Wilson are here. Get your calls in or send them a nice tweet at Clyde SSB. I mean, they don't have to be nice, but obviously it's Friday night. Try and keep it. Try and keep it polite if you can. Uh, John's on the phone though. John's a Celtic fan. Wants a word with Hugh Evans, John. Uh, hi Hugh. Before I pull you up, Hugh, I'm going to actually agree with that last caller. If he, if he thinks they didn't sign uh, Ryan Kent, I think it's Clark Kent, I think he has right enough. If they didn't sign him because if they had beat us, they wouldn't have signed Ryan Kent. So I'm, I'm before I pull you up, sure I'll, sure I'll agree with you. Know what I mean? Anyway. But. <laughs> here we go. You wrote off, sure, you're one of the ones in the media, right, who wrote off this ball and ball. You didn't, you said the guy didn't have it. So I just want you to, after I heard you earlier on in the show, so I want you to admit you got it wrong, sure. Uh, he had a good game uh, at Ibrox. Uh, yes. So we'll now need to see how he progresses from there, surely, John. Ah, well, you, you said that's the. the, the no, I mean, if you can play well at Ibrox and you roll for him debut, you know what I mean? You can play anywhere as Mark Wallwood, you know what I mean? But, John, if you're unhappy at people making snap judgments on him in a negative sense, are you now not making a snap judgment on him in a positive sense? No, I, I never, ever. I've got to give the guy a chance. It's, well, Mark played with Celtic, he'll know. It's, it's a big club, obviously. And the guys came, young boys came from a foreign country, you know what I mean? And he took a, while to, took a wee bit of a while to settle in. But. He's obviously, he's maybe good touching on Taverner there, right? Taverner's a good guy going forward, but, and he's not a great defender. But ball and ball, he's maybe not the best defender, but he's great going forward. So, but that'll work at him, you know what I mean? But just, to me, see, to me, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm not saying you, right? I'm talking about a paper, right? I wouldn't mention it, I'm not allowed to, supposedly, right? I never said you couldn't mention it. No, I'm, I'm just saying, right? Well, see, the daily record done <laughs> Neil Lennon's team talk. You can mention that if you want. Right, the, the daily record done Neil Lennon's team talk for him. Celtic have won the last nine trophies, right? And you're, you're one of your guys yourself, you. You watch lyrical about Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard's won nothing as a manager. You know what I mean? And a wee guy called Henrik Larson, if you ever remember him, played for four months in the Premiership and he's got more uh, char- English Championship medals than uh, Stephen Gerrard. So I don't know how you all watch lyrical with this guy. The guy's won nothing as a manager. You know what I mean? 
You've covered a whole range of topics there uh, I'll try and remember all of the things that you said uh, With regard to Bolingoli He certainly took his time to settle uh, Neil Lennon didn't play him in an important European tie Because he didn't feel he could trust him either uh, And I said potentially He, El Hamed and Christopher Julian Had come of age at Ibrooks Because their displays there were so outstanding Now all of them have to go on from there Ball and golly included With regard to Steven Gerrard I've said at the start of the season that I think Whoever loses this title will lose their job as well And that means if Steven Gerrard finishes second I think he'll get the sack So that's not me waxing lyrical I'm observing what's going on round about me Sometimes Steven Gerrard will deserve fulsome praise And I have given Neil Lennon fulsome praise here when the Celtic supporters were coming on and treating him disrespectfully following the decision taken by Brendan Rodgers to go elsewhere and the reappointment of Neil Lennon as manager, some of the things that were said about Neil Lennon were ridiculous and I have stood by him. Yes, I agree with you, Shannon. I know you've backed Neil Lennon up, Shannon, and you, you gave him a right good go in the port a couple of weeks ago. Neil got his tactics right and Steven Gerrard obviously got the tactics wrong. It's, it's, we're playing an expansive football. Therefore, Rangers, therefore you remember that programme where I said... Neil Lennon get everything right And Stephen Gerrard get everything wrong yes, So so how is that waxing lyrical then About Stephen Gerrard? Well he did at the start of the season More or less you, you were giving it all Because he's a big name It was as if oh, he can't do anything wrong and I also tipped Celtic to win the league I know you did I'm just they say, Therefore I'm, I'm, when, I'm when, when, when people deserve praise I give them praise And when people deserve criticism I give them criticism That's how the game works John we thank you very much for the call 01419511025 And Mark Wilson We Generally are probably knee jerk in, in both respects here we, we all do it People probably did write Ball and golly off too quickly mm. But equally People have now yeah, Elevated them to a level Because yeah. of, of one game as well It's just I don't know Is it a modern phenomenon We're, we're, we're not as willing get, To just take I, a breath like, Find out how he does Between now and Christmas And then and Listen that's what we do We're so obsessed with yeah, the game And, yeah. and things move on Week to week I get that And it's all about opinions As we keep saying My Honest opinion Is I don't think he's out the woods yet I was one of the ones That would, were critical of him uh, Especially on the show About him defending Even about his use of the ball And he I was the first to say here Two Sundays ago That he was outstanding In the game But one Outstanding game Doesn't mean He's going to be A overwhelming success For Celtic He has to do that Over a number of games now And that's a big challenge Going back to what we were saying At the start Playing against Hamilton Where You're taking the game to them You're on the ball constantly You get more time in the ball Which means You've got More time To make mistakes You start picking wrong passes At some Stages Whether at Ibrox Everything ball and goal he did Was automatic Instinctive he didn't need to, Instinctive He didn't need to think about it Gordon So he has to do that Continually Before you go He's a success Let's squeeze in John A Rangers fan in Parkhead Hi John Hi good evening How you doing Hi John uh, Just a wee bit peeved A wee bit peeved At Shoe Cavens Sure how you doing Alright Sure I know I know for a fact And I know for a fact That win-lose or draw Rangers were signing Ryan Kent How do you know for a fact? Well, I'm not telling you, I know Well, uh, unless you can tell me Then you'll have to allow me my scepticism well, 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 it's for you, sure you, you know things you don't tell You 
don't tell, tell the, the, the callers. No, I, I said that in fact. my opinion. You don't know for a fact. You just said that's, that's the impression you got. You've yeah. made that pretty clear. The the, the impression <laughs> I am given is that if you go in the day after you lose to Celtic and pay £7.5 million for a player, I think you did that because you lost to Celtic. Right, Hugh's been quite clear. I don't want this to become too repetitive. Go on, John. Give us a wee sneak peek at your, your source. How do you no, know for no, a fact? No, but, I tried going to the show about four or five weeks ago and I got through to the I get through to the researcher boy and I didn't get a phone. I wanted to talk about Ryan Kent that night and I didn't even get back to me. I just I know through Sunday Ibrox that Rangers have been chasing Ryan Kent for quite some time now. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Well, I'm going to tell you. Well, win, lose or draw, we were signing them. Well, you said to me, you said you tell me about it was a panic buy. No, I did panic not. I did not use the expression "panic buy." I did not say eggs in one basket. You're coming on and making up things that I allegedly said. I said that, in my opinion, the signing of Ryan Kent gives the impression that gives you the impression gives me that's the it, impression that's, that's that covered it off. You think he'll be the difference between winning and losing the title, and in my humble opinion. I don't think seven and a half million pounds would have been spent on Monday, the second of September, if Rangers had beaten Celtic on Sunday, the first of September. John, same question to you to round it off. Does he start tomorrow? Does he go straight in, or are you giving him a bit of patience? I think he'll. I think he'll, he'll probably go on the bench. Maybe see how the game goes. We'll bring him on about half an hour to go. Shane, just before I go, you said also that Rangers had no money. You did. That's, that was your words a wee while ago. Rangers had no money to, to, guy, to buy guys like Ryan Kent How did you know that? I said that Rangers were not yet a sustainable business And Dave King will tell you the same thing They've got the Europa League money And that has given them a little financial leeway Thank you very much to John in Parkhead oh, He's getting it t- tight <laughs> like tonight isn't he? But that's over, over, that's things, over things that I never actually said <laughs> That's what he's here for 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch right now Because it's time for this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk/slash-football. Beat the pundit time. It's your chance to start off your weekend the right way. Win yourself a signed football if you've got the knowledge to defeat Hugh Keevans or Mark Wilson. If you're up for the challenge, 01419511025. Do it quick. You only have until the news at seven. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Mark Wilson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Give us a call We'd love to hear what you're thinking Ahead of tomorrow's return Of the Premiership The Championship League 1 and 2 Tell us what's on your mind Who do you want to see play for your team How do you think the game will go Maybe some new signings you've got your eye on Let us know on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB And we'll hear from you next Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time The Pundits had a dreadful week last week But they've, they've sort of regained their composure They're back on the saddle, so to speak See if Peter can knock you off tonight Peter's in Canvas Lang How are you tonight? Yeah, good thanks yep. Good stuff, Peter You're obviously a Celtic fan as well Are you banking on an easy victory As per Hugh Keevan's prediction tomorrow? I think so I think, uh, you know Surely they kind of Go to Ibrox and win And then uh, blow it Against Hamilton Ackies You know, so I would expect Celtic okay. to win 
three, four nil. I would expect. Mm-hmm. Brian Rice will be listening. He'll record this. Hugh Evans. Remember in the old days, you used to pin it up on the wall. He'll just yeah. play it. He'll get the Bluetooth speaker out, and he's going to play this tomorrow. He's going to do the team talk. I'm uh, sure he's Brian do the team talk for him. Brian's a 56 year old man. I'm sure he's able to speak up for himself, and he can have his say after the game, <laughs> after the concrete flooring has been. Well and truly pounded tomorrow uh, Well we'll hear from him actually After we play Beat the Pundit But let's do it first Heads It is going to be Peter against Hugh And Tails It's going to be Peter Against Mark It is Tails It's Mark Wilson Against Peter uh, uh, From Cambus Lang And Mark Wilson Maybe he's been distracted He's been pouring over Hours upon hours Of Cove Rangers footage This week He's been doing his <laughs> yeah, research yeah. So you might be able to Cash in Peter I'll give Mark some Clyde 2 in his ear and that way he can't hear us So no cheating for Mark Wilson tonight It's just you and I Peter You've got 30 seconds Head to head okay. with Mark You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Go for it, yeah Who was the Aberdeen manager Before Derek McInnes? Pass Who was the only Rangers player In last week's Scotland squad? Brian Jack Which Portuguese team Play their home games At the Estadio Dragao? Porto which team were crowned English Premier League champions in 2016? Manchester City Ryan Christie and which other player are joint Premiership top scorers? Edouard Which side are bottom of the Premiership at the moment, Scottish Premiership? Who's bottom? St Mirren Okay, uh, Hugh Keevans, uh, Mark Wilson is, sorry, can you hear us Mark? Yes Yes you can Alright, same set of questions to you, you ready? Okay who was the Aberdeen manager before Derek McInnes? Craig Brown Who was the only Rangers player in last week's Scotland squad? Ryan Jack Which Portuguese team play their home games at the Estadio Dragao? Benfica Which team were crowned English Premier League champions in 2016? Uh, Man City Ryan Christie and which other player are joint Premiership top scorers? Oh, Edward And which side are currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Pass. <laughs> oh, no. pass. Pass. How can you pass? You've got you've got a one in twelve chance. It's obviously not Celtic or Rangers. You've got a one in. Over there, oh you put me under no, pressure. Hey, you've passed it. You've passed oh. it. Absolute. Ridiculous. I, you know what? I was Ridiculous. kicking myself over some of the answers I did give, and then I thought, oh, it's not them. What do you think, Peter? Has the Cove Rangers scouting mission got him a bit hot under the collar this evening? I think it may be a drab nil-nil draw. There, I, think. I don't think it's quite as bad as that. I don't think it's quite as bad. However. Let's find out how close it was Who was the Aberdeen manager Before Derek McInnes It is Craig Brown Mark Wilson knew that one <laughs> Yes Peter 1-0 oh, There you go for your 0-0 uh, I wouldn't get too confident no, Just yet if I knew. <laughs> I would hold on to that confidence You've been hanging around With Gordon DL too much uh, The only Rangers player In last week's final Scotland squad was Ryan Jack You both got it So 2-1 uh, Which Portuguese team Play at the Estadio Dragao uh, You played in Europe Many times for Celtic Did you ever play ag- Against Benfica He did it no, no, no not Benfica, but he played in this ground. Did I you saw ever, him there. Did you ever play against Porto? <laughs> did yes. you? Is that it's, uh, it's yes. Porto? So, it? so you've played there. Yeah. So hold on, let me get this straight. Peter and Canvas Lang, just to double check, you've never played away at Porto, have you? No, it's one of the few stadiums I've not played on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter knew it and you didn't. You should hang your head in shame. Uh, two all. Which team were crowned English Premier League champions in 2016? Leicester. It was Leicester. You went for the obvious It was Leicester City uh, Ryan Christie and which other player Or joint top scorer You both went Edward Donnelly. Liam Donnelly How Donnelly. dare you How dare you forget Aye. About the goal scoring machine From Motherwell Liam Donnelly So it's still 2 all 
Last question Which side are bottom Of the Premiership Mark Wilson says Johnston Pass I know It's not pass Peter said Saint Did he? Mirren oh, And he's wrong Peter. as well That's a terrible answer <laughs> Two all draw <laughs> uh, Which means We go to the tiebreaker Now Peter Here's what happens On the tiebreak I ask the question I will get Mark Wilson To write his answer down And I'll then invite you To give us your attempt Okay Okay Great stuff Here it is Dundee were relegated From the Scottish Premiership Last season How many points Did they finish The campaign with Mark Wilson Write your answer down Dundee were relegated From the Scottish Premiership Last season How many points Did they have uh, Peter what's your attempt mm, 17 Okay Peter says oh. 17 Mark Wilson says 21 Oh no It's tight I am Heartbroken to tell you The answer is 21 He's got it on the nose I know the Angus area Peter Honestly I feel sorry for you That that is a one in a million shout From Mark Wilson And he's got it on the nose Well done Mark Enjoy your weekend Peter Oh lines Peter Oh dear You've got how good is that? Well, that's yeah. lucky. That's it's a absolutely good lucky. weekend, I think, for myself. Done 21 points. You got it bang on, Hugh. Well, bang you know, if you're going to pull yourself out of a hole, that's the way to do it. As uh, Scott Fox has just done for Patrick Thistler, the goalkeeper's just made an absolutely magnificent save from uh, our broths O'Brien. Uh, so, with three minutes, four minutes gone, it's still 0 0, but Scott Fox, magnificent save. They stopped Thistle going behind. Yeah, Friday night football in the Championship. Our broth nil, Partick Thistle nil. You can't see this very often, but it looks like a lovely night in our broth. Oh, listen, I've been there. <laughs> Usually, oh, when my. the wind is whipping yeah. up, in fact, it does look a bit breezy. It always is, but um, yeah, sunny enough. I've only ever played once at Arbroath And it was exactly the way you described oh, it Now that stand brutal. I'm taking it that stand we are looking at Is that new? Because I'm pretty no. sure I'm pretty sure that wasn't there um, Or looking that way when I played I mean I was a 17 year old kid at Dundee United so, Well even then it was not exactly new is it If it's been built since mm, then But anyway it's it's a tough place to play I don't think Arbroath have been building new stands recently no. I could be wrong but Okay uh, Yeah nil nil between Arbroath and Partick Thistle And it is a big weekend for you Mark Wilson Because you're up against your old playing partner Yeah Paul Hartley tomorrow mm-hmm. Your first game in the Breakin dugout against Cove They don't come easy to start Never. off do they? Cove Not are rampant What's the, what's the master plan to, un- oh, to master unravel plan? them? If I tell you that Paul might be listening and then scupper it um, On a serious note looking forward oh, to it oh, Yeah oh, I can't wait You know being back in the touchline again um, obviously grateful for the opportunity to get back in, and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard game to start off with, but when you look at it, really, I mean, it's it's one that we'd probably prefer. You know, it's put little pressure on the players. Not a lot of people are expecting much from us tomorrow, so you allow the players to go out and play with a, a freedom against a very good Cove side to have thrown a wee bit of money at it. You know, showing their ambitions by getting Paul in as manager first and foremost. Then they get five in, who nobody would ever thought. I mean, we were chatting on here a couple of weeks ago about how did they get him. You know, but obviously he's seen the ambition in the club. So look, it's going to be incredibly difficult. Doesn't help when our numbers have been a wee bit decimated. But look, if we're going to win a game. Uh, it'd be great to win this first one against Cove, and that will just instill confidence throughout the squad. You admire the bravery, Hugh Keevans. Yeah, I mean, I was just like it when at these it. guys go back in, they, they they don't shy away from the challenge. Well, you know, Mark's a brave guy uh, because, on the face of it, you know, breaking second bottom of the the bottom division in our country, Cove Rangers, an emergent new club to the SPFL. 
Started the season very well Top of the league Versus second bottom So good luck to Mark tomorrow And speaking of Partick Thistle Who are on the TV At the moment You're then playing You're actually getting the boots back on You're playing in Chris Doolan's Testimonial game <laughs> yeah. On Sunday yeah. It's a Thistle Legends Against a Celtic Legends team um, Some big names in there Chris Commons Lubo Moravchik For Celtic Like Chris Doolan Obviously Chris Erskine Alan Archibald Danny Lennon's getting the boots back on yeah. He's always got them on um, and, and, and you're playing in that one Looking forward to it I'm actually because when you look at those names It's great I mean the Celtic team To catch up with some ex-teammates Like Chris Commons And, and you know Sid and Jackie And things like that But uh, Playing with Lubo Moravchik I mean I miss playing against Lubo Moravchik I went to see him playing as a kid But I missed it So It'll be great to be on the same But, but Chris Doolan What a servant He's been to Thistle And it's a great send off for him But The thing I'm slightly concerned about <laughs> Slightly Is that Thistle side I think that Thistle side could give the Thistle side just now Yeah, I mean, like, a game. Stephen O'Donnell's playing, yeah, is he not? Playing, so he just played playing, for Scotland last yeah, week He's got right back, then you've got Taylor Sinclair at left back You've got Paul Payton in the middle of the park You've got, obviously, Chris Doolan You've got Chris Erskine, Stephen Wallace All these, all these should, guys uh, Fox, I think, is playing, is th- he? This should be good, Hugh Keevans Because Mark retired with dodgy knees years ago Yeah, he, Maybe, not for me to say He's maybe carrying a, f- a few more pounds now th- Than he was then <laughs> yeah. He's got a dodgy hamstring And yeah. I really hope he's going to be playing left-back Against Stephen O'Donnell <laughs> Who's just going to run up and down all day long running up and, down, and Mark yeah. Wilson will have to chase him The one thing you haven't told is the kick-off time I'll tell you right now If I can find it on my magic birthday I paper think It is 4pm oh, yes. And you can pay at the gate folks So if you want to go along I think it's a tenner and a fiver So get along What a good day Family fun that'll day. be Get yeah. along uh, Even if to see Mark Wilson Blown out his backside uh, <laughs> After five minutes Robert is in Kirk and Tillock Let's speak to Robert Hi Robert Hi there Hello. I just wanted to make the point It was when you were touching on the managers earlier mm-hmm. um, You were saying about You think Whoever loses uh, The league Could be out By the end of the season I just wanted to be Take your point If Rangers fall further behind I think Gerard could be out January Nah well I mean you're You're wildly premature They're three points behind <laughs> You know I mean he did say if But even then Listen I, I was the one who said In my opinion again In my opinion uh, The loser of the league title Will probably get the sack I don't think Rangers would give Steven Gerrard a third try If he couldn't stop Eight in a row if he can't stop nine in a row, I don't think Rangers will trust him to stop ten in a row. On the other side of the city... He would get to the end of the season regardless, oh yeah, yeah, though, yeah. surely, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, without doubt. We are being hypothetical, of On course. the other side of the city, Neil Lennon has to deliver nine and then ten. Uh, or everyone will get it. The Celtic supporters will go for him, they'll go for Peter Lawwell, they'll go for everybody because... They already think they've got 10 And I wouldn't like to be the man who disappoints them So What if he wins a cup though Hugh Stephen Gerrard Or two cups Does he stay? Does he I think he will I think they they would trust him to If you won two cups surely Yeah But anyway to address um, Robert's point You know There's only three points between the sides We've played four games And he's already Prophesying that if Stephen Gerrard should fall any further behind He's out by January and again, in my opinion, Robert, that is not going to be the case. I was just thinking we can and spending seven million. I take a big gamble, and obviously, you get a big, big game right before January as well. You mean Celtic at uh, Celtic Park on the twenty eighth of December? Yep. Yeah, That's I mean, if he lost uh, the second. Uh, old firm game of the season Then Wow I wouldn't like to be 
Steve and trying to enjoy New Year after that. However, uh, I believe they will persevere, as Gordon Duncan said, until the the it is arithmetically impossible for Rangers to win the league title. Uh, but to talk about him being out of a job after four games, uh, I don't think that's on. Thank you very much, Robert in Kirkintilico. One four one nine five one one zero two five. I wonder if there are any Hamilton Ackies fans out there. The guys in the studio are not giving you much chance tomorrow. Do you fancy an upset? You've been known to do it in the past. Why not get in touch? Let's hear from your manager. Here's Brian Rice. I think in all my time in football, people have always been scared of the old firm. You know, they, they won't say it. You know, but me personally, you know, it's very daunting playing against Celtic and Rangers. You know, when you see the form they're in, but. At the end of the day, you know, it's 11 v 11. And football's got enough of a habit of causing upsets, you know. But we need to have a really, really good day. A really good day. And Celtic need to be a bit below par. And if that happens, then you just never know in football. But if you don't compete first and foremost, then you have no chance. So my message is we need to compete. We need to be organised and we need to compete. Celtic will always cause, cause you problems and always create chances, right? Now, the last thing we need to do is to do anything stupid and make it easy for them. You know, if they're going to come here and be the Celtic they know they're going to be, then we need to make it really difficult for them and don't make it too easy by doing stupid things on the pitch. Brian Rice there, Hugh Yeah, I'm not suggesting. You know, the first thing that Brian said was, you know, know, we're not scared. Um, I'm not suggesting that fear is the deciding factor here. I'm deciding that Celtic with the quality of player that they have They would have to be Murder tomorrow Not mm. to win that match But he's got a point I, I, I get what he's saying That if Hamilton go and stand off Celtic It'll just be a formality What Brian Rice is looking for is his team To play like he's saying without fear Just go at them You know if the, if the winger gets the ball and, and tries to take on ball and golly or whoever And he loses it So what at least he's trying something You know be up against them, you know. Don't stand off them and let them play. And I, I always like the way Brian Rice speaks. I mean, he, a guy that loves his football, you know, he's been coaching for many years. I, I mean, I'm at the I'm at the Stenhouse Muir game, Gordon, last week against TNS, watching for my purposes because we play Stenhouse Muir next week. And who's sitting in front of me? Brian Rice. And I'm thinking, why? But a guy who just loves his football and knows his football wants to take in, you know, even teams that has not Nothing to do mm. with him But he's got a great understanding of the game And he'll need that tomorrow Against a very good Celtic side I think Celtic have won their last four visits To Hamilton They were held to a draw um, In the, the February 2016 game Dedrick Boyata was sent off in the first half though. So recent history would suggest uh, It will be uh, a three points for Celtic Thomas will be hoping so He's from Stirling as a Celtic fan Hi Thomas Alright guys, how's you doing? Good, good Thomas I just want to ask a question. Maybe Mark will know it better, but I just want to wonder, like, what's happened to Marion Stead? Because he has a, a good pre-season. I mean, there's Lennon no him and Johnson's out, and I'd like to see Elanusi, but I want to see him get a chance today because the boy seems to be decent. I just wonder what the panel thought about that. Well, what I've heard is he was injured. Now, I don't know how far that injury set him back. I mean, we've certainly seen a glimpse of him no, when so he scored he, that great goal. He is fit, and he yeah. was fit. Um, Neil Lennon spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, Thomas. He was asked specifically about mm. Marion Fed, and he, he said that you know, basically he just wasn't up to the level yet. He needed yeah. to increase his intensity and tempo. I think those were the words that he used, um, and, and just basically needed to, 
to get I, up to the level. I, I think when you have a, a decent pre-season, you, you get a wee injury. It is a setback. Now, the standards at Celtic are incredible. So if you're set back a couple of weeks, you could be playing catch-up, you know, for a wee bit, especially the position he plays in and the guys he's got in front of him. And it's unfortunate when you're at a club like Celtic where you're a winger and you think you're going to get a chance, you get an injury, and you're trying to get back and they sign a guy who's been bought for 16 million quid and he's putting ahead of you. You've got a guy, Mikey Johnson, who's absolutely on fire. So, you know, it's a lot of work to get in that Celtic side and I think that's... What Neil Lennon's alluding to I mean Thomas He was nowhere to be seen At the Rangers game Or the AIK game He was on the bench For the Hearts game And was uh, was unused obviously uh, I just I did Do you rate him though? I think he's decent enough I've, I've not seen Nearly enough of him If I'm being totally honest I mean I've seen his, his goal when he comes on And like every other Person that watched that thought Oh this guy's got a bit You know because You need ability To do that But I'd be lying if I said oh, he's an outstanding winger because I, 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 I've not seen enough and I think we're all the same in this room. You see clips on YouTube, him, but I tell you what, I'd, I'd probably still look good on YouTube if you put nah, a match on the in my five-a-sides performances. Anyway, Patrick Thistle are going to go down. Our both score through Thompson after 14 minutes and Mark, you could hardly call it against the run of play because before that, Scott Fox pulled off his second wonderful save of the game. And uh, eventually The dam burst Our both scored And it's no more than they deserve So Patrick Thistle Bottom of the championship And toiling uh, Thomas was also asking If uh, You would expect to see El Yunusi This weekend From the uh, start I think that the Celtic fans Would love to see him uh, Because He comes with a, a Reputation Has a certain calibre uh, Again I don't know Whether Neil Lennon Will tailor his side because of the pitch uh, But If you wanted to see someone But again he, would, he played on those all the time In Norway yeah, So that but, wouldn't be a consideration for well, him Well if you wanted to see someone It would be El Yunusi Because it, you know, it, it comes across as a A terrific piece of business Yeah If he's fit If he's fully fit and been training I think there's no question You start him Why bring him to the club If you're not going to start him Like I say If Mikey Johnson was fit Then he probably would find himself on the bench again Because Mikey Johnson has been terrific But Mikey Johnson injured Scott Sinclair Out the picture El Ganussi for me Has got to start There are guys also Mark Like um, Ryan Christie Obviously uh, Was one of the few Successes In the The, the international matches uh, So he'd be Okay but McGregor Forrest With an awful lot of football I think if Celtic uh, Wanted to They could Allow them a A rest Thomas and Sterling, thank you very much. That was 01419511025. We'll take more of your calls next. And you know it's that time of the evening. Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevens' dream team on the full time <laughs> teaser. How many answers are we looking for tonight? Ten. Oh. Ten goal scorers you're looking for. I'll reveal the question next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's that time of the night when Hugh Keevens and Mark Wilson have to team up and tackle tonight's full-time teaser. That has been sent in tonight by... Where is my bit of paper? Alex McLean. Thank you to Alex. Listen, the breaking manager has just destroyed my confidence. <laughs> he said, I, I, I listened to you doing this and you sound even worse than me. <laughs> I, I, I hope that. his team talk tomorrow is a little more positive. <laughs> Alex, anyway, thank you for the question. Fulltime at Clyde1.com If you've got a question And you want to hear it used on the show We'd love to have it Send it over to us Fulltime at Clyde1.com So 
tonight you're looking for Well Alex is looking for The top 10 Scotland goal scorers Who've never played for the old firm Can you name the top 10 Scotland goal scorers Who've never played for the old firm Of all time There is a bit of a caveat It only includes players Who scored their last goal From 1980 onwards James McFadden He is top of the list He got 14 Scotland goals Never played for Celtic or Rangers Over to you Hugh Uh, um, Stevie Archibald No (laughs) (laughs) The look Hugh's just given Uh, me there Is a look that says We're in trouble (laughs) (laughs) Um, Stephen No Stephen Fletcher Yes Yeah He's got 10 Scotland goals Has never played for Rangers or Celtic Kevin Gallagher Yes He's got oh, 8 Scotland you. goals yeah, there. there we go That's a good start So you can play along with us at home if you want We're looking for the top 10 Scotland goal scorers Who have never played for Celtic or Rangers uh, Now it only includes players who scored Their last Scotland goal From 1980 onwards mm. Okay Don Hutchison Yes <laughs> That's fine That's 4 of 10 James McFadden Stephen Fletcher Kevin Gallagher And Don Hutchinson Uh, I was listening I was eerie wigging At the break Hugh Keevans I was pretending I was doing something else But I could could hear you And Mark Wilson Gossiping over there And uh, you've got an empty tonight Yeah And I just wanted to share it With the whole country I don't know Is that an open invite or No <laughs> In a word, I have uh, I have my provisions ready. All right, what would it, what does Hugh Keevans get in for himself when he's when he's got when he's got the place to himself? Well, you know, tonight's delicacy, courtesy of my local newspaper shop, is haggis pakora. Right, my local news agent not only sells me my newspapers but a fine selection of pakora. So there'll be a, there'll be a, well, a, a bottle of red as well. I would oh imagine. Goodness me! Is there yeah. a Y in the day? <laughs> what an evening that! And what, what a rock, are... what a rock star! Haggis Pakora, <laughs> yeah. bottle of red, and the rest of Partick Solar Broth. Yes. Or will the the MP3 memory stick, the USB? Yes. Get brought out. Yeah. On, I'm up to on. about 15 minutes on it now. So we've got that's what, the, night, what, yeah. what a trio now. Haggis Pakora, Bottle of Red, Leonard, why, Leonard Cohen. Why would, you, why would you not go to a takeaway shop for Pakora instead of your newspaper shop? Because the, the man is good enough to. It's homemade Pakora. Is it like. It's, is it like. It's homemade. Is it next takeaway? to like the pick and mix? Is that. No, it's next to the the milk. It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's next to the milk. Can I have a quarter, like a quarter of midget gems and a quarter of haggis pakora. If Hugh's not in the mora, he's got food poison because <laughs> oh, that, that sounds your pardon. I'm sure it's absolutely fantastic. Okay. Oh, well, can't wait to tune in and, and hear the outcome of that. Craig yeah. and Johnston, please bring us back to the football, Craig. Um, David Barrow, uh, I just wanted to open the call by saying that you've got the Moramart back in
he focuses on his shape too much and they're not doing a lot of physical stuff. But as a new manager coming in, he's coming in there trying to implement his methods. The players should be there to try to get themselves physically fit themselves. If, if there's trainers at the club that they can do that with. So I just I don't think Cut Broadfoot's comments have been fair. But I think the more if we can get a win, um, we then go to Celtic away next weekend. I'm not not expecting too much from that. Uh, Parkhead's always a difficult place to go. But then we've got Hibs at home in the Cup a week on Wednesday. And a win there would take us to Hamden. And I really think there's a lot of positive vibes around the Cup at the moment. A lot of people thinking that if we can get that three points tomorrow against the Hibs side, that are just like Kilmarnock have been struggling to open the start of the, uh, opening of the season, um, we can maybe try and go on to where we were last season. I'm not, I'm not for any part saying that we're going to be third this season again. There's a lot of teams of strength and there's a lot of teams who are doing just as well. But I think I win the more if you do like kick starters. Well, Kip Broadfoot had his say, but I noticed that Dom Thomas during the week, uh, another Kilmarnock player, spoke up in defence of Angelo Alessio. Uh, this game tomorrow, Craig, is part of a fascinating Premiership card because Angelo Alessio has had to withstand a lot of heavy criticism and he deserved every bit of it for going out to a Welsh part time team. However, he stayed to come back. I think the man under pressure there at Rugby Park tomorrow is Paul Heckingbottom because the Hibs fans have made their displeasure very well known, been very verbal about it inside various grounds. And if Paul Heckingbottom were to lose that match tomorrow, the one that comes before the Edinburgh Derby against Hearts, then that criticism will only increase. So it's a fascinating fixture. Uh, and Angelo Alessio appears to have steadied the ship. Yeah, I agree with you, Hugh, in, in terms of the pressure on Paul Heckenbottom, but for Kilmarnock, you know, from their point of view, the one at McDermott Park was absolutely huge for them. You know, a, a real a real solid display. You know, not entertaining, but sort of similar to what was happening under Steve Clark. So, you know, they can turn that into two victories Then the start of the season All of a sudden doesn't look too bad You take that Rangers game as well You know, they were they were good uh, in, in certain periods Lost the last minute uh, Winner for Rangers in that game So when you add all that up It doesn't look particularly bad So if you're a Kelly fan mm. tomorrow And you get a win I think you look at that as a, a decent start to the season uh, Craig, when you look at the pressure Hibs are under as well And Paul Heckenbottom Do you get the feeling that if you can can start the game quick The Hibs players The Hibs fans Might go into their shell And, and, and that, that plays into Kilmarnock's hands um, Well The last season When we played Hibs uh, when, when Hibs Come to Rugby Park They always bring a noisy support The Hibs have a support It's one that They like to see Rugby Park They bring a big crowd Bring money into the stadium And all that And they, they bring a good atmosphere Which is what you want to see It's uh, kind of Noise to grind off a bit But I think um, Starting quick I don't know if that's really us this season. I think we're very slow and steady, slow build-up, see what we can do. But I reckon if we can nick a goal before half-time, if, if the Hibs fans have to go into the dressing room at half-time under a couple of a booze and maybe some negativity from the stands, I really think it'll, it'll stick their heads down to the, the Hibs players. And I honestly don't think Paul Heckenbottom can probably bring that dressing room back up tomorrow if they go in at half-time down one or two now. Let's hear from Angelo Alessio, the man you're on to praise. Team are confident, are confident. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, depends on the good result. The good result, uh, we, we, we permit us to, to work uh, better and to, uh, to improve, to improve because uh, it's important for us now to improve uh, our performance 
uh, as a team, you know, as a team, I saw, I saw the right uh, attitude, the right uh, uh, concentration and motivation. Hibs looked really, really poor against Motherwell in the yeah. last game. Hugh, you're allowed to lose games, you're allowed to to lose them, but to, to lose them in in the manner that they did, and especially before the game when people. Are identifying your potential problems And then you, you live up to them So the, the midfield looks lightweight It proved to be lightweight Mother will run over the top of them And Paul Heckenbottom could be doing With uh, making sure that Craig goes home unhappy tomorrow As a yeah, Kilmarnock fan uh, I mean Mother will took them apart Rangers took them apart um, And the, the Hibs fans uh, say that Paul Heckenbottom Does not appear to know his best side uh, And... They do not like losing six goals uh, to Rangers at Ibrox, even though people say, ah, Hibs were down to ten men, so on and so forth. Uh, it hasn't started well. The crowd are now verbal, and that's always the, the start of the slippery slope, unless you can turn the corner quickly. And Edinburgh might not be a happy place because the exact same, maybe... Uh... An intensified version of that pressure actually yeah. Would be on Craig Levine when he welcomes Motherwell If you you can't beat Hamilton Ackies And you can't beat Ross County at home And Motherwell come to town th- These are games that Hearts are expecting to win I think people are now saying Oh they've gone 11 Premier League matches without a win Now they're taking into consideration 7 from the end of last season now that's slightly unfair because each start to a new season should be a fresh page. Yeah, but it's mm. not though, is it? In terms of the way, I, in the, if you're a fan, the way you view the manager, how much goodwill does he have in the tank? Yeah. I mean, you, ha- you you can't just erase last season but from nothing, your memory. No, no, no. But nothing's changed in terms of that. You know, with, with the games that came, seven of those last season, I think the fans turned up and thought, okay, a few new additions, perhaps we're going to change the way we play. But they've not. And they're getting the same results. So... If Motherwell go there and make things difficult in the first half hour for them, I tell you, the, the Hearts fans won't put up for it and there'll be no. a chorus of booze. Uh, let's just check in on the teaser. In fact, first, what about this for a tweet that's come in from Kieran? He says, uh, I just found out, so it's breaking news essentially, yeah. just found out that my girlfriend sat in the same seat as Mark Wilson in Mr. <laughs> Brown's English class at St. Ambrose High School. Not sure if it's a claim to fame. I assume you didn't sit... In the same seat at the same time So I, That would have been awkward uh, So is that I, I really, Mr Brown was my English teacher I really want to find out a bit more Because it sounds, English class. it sounds as if Maybe there's now a plaque On Mark Wilson's <laughs> former seat Because otherwise How would you know he, he, Either that or he is going around Telling people uh, maybe, By the way That's that's Mark Wilson's yeah. old seat were you, I never knew my fame Were no. you quite the wordsmith In the English class? Oh, were without you? a bill Can you not tell? That's, <laughs> well, that's why I asked sure. I sat in the same seat As Billy Connolly did you go to the same school? Primary school, yeah Kieran, tell your girlfriend That her claim to fame Is rubbish <laughs> He's always going to trump me With stories there we go really? Same school? Same school St Peter's Primary School In party Billy Connolly and me Brilliant Not at the same time Sorry Mark Save your Billy Connolly stories For Saturdays when I'm not on now Alright, okay <laughs> uh, Let's check in on the teaser We are looking for the top 10 Scotland goal scorers Who have never played For the old firm So guys like James McFadden Stephen Fletcher Kevin Gallagher Don Hutchison I should say Only includes players Who scored their last Scotland goal uh, From 1980 onwards Just to To separate it uh, Chris Martin uh, No Token Jester is on Hugh Moan has got Two Of his three 
Um, Dennis Law would have been too early. No, too, no he finished in 74. At Hetty C has got one. So some good answers coming in on the teaser. I'm impressed. Stephen O'Neill's got one of the ones that you're missing as well. Uh, you are right. I mean, Dennis Law would have been one, but for the the, the time yeah. the time frame. I think we're struggling. You. I'll tell you what I'll do since I'm that generous. I'll give you some thinking time, and then we'll speak to Alan, who's on the line and wants to compare Ryan Kent and Mikey Johnson. We'll speak to him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Mark Wilson are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's still our both one Partick Thistle nil. Partick Thistle have made a change mid about ten minutes before the break because things are that bad. The old hook has come out. How long has it been since you were up at our both, Hugh Evans? Danny McGrain was the manager. <laughs> there you are. What year are we talking? Oh, when would Danny have stopped? Uh, early eighties or something. So he was the manager up there. Yeah, the best fullback of his generation. Uh, Went to Hamilton Ackies for a wee while And then became the manager of Arbroath And the Arbroath fans used to wear imitation beards In honour of Danny <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Wow Mark Wilson, it just goes to show That you can be a legendary Celtic fullback And go on to take a managerial role in Angus So Yeah, I think me and Danny are Far apart in so our, are we expecting our careers a, as a player Imitation yeah. mushrooms to be held up in the stands <laughs> Behind the hedge yeah. tomorrow Mushrooms, yeah, Waving yeah, them yeah back look out for them This programme does Travel to all corners of Scotland. Yeah, even yesterday when I stepped out the car to take my first training session, an old guy ambled up to me and says, "You're getting some stick on that Clyde. They're saying that you're only going to last four games. No ideal preparation when you've got your players running about you, but I'll take it in the chin. You'll be there for the long haul. Champions League. Watch this space. <laughs> Alan is a Celtic fan down in Berkshire. Hi, Alan. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? Not too bad at all. What's your point tonight? Hi, uh, good evening Mark, good evening Hugh Hi, Hi. Uh, just quickly, first of all Hugh I'd like to um, say that I don't often agree with you But you're wholeheartedly 100% correct Had Rangers beaten Celtic in that first um, league match of the season Between the two There is no way in this earth Ryan Kent would have been bought That's my opinion as well um, But my, my question to the two of you, or sorry, to the three of you, is, um, is Ryan Kent overpriced? And as if he's not, how much money is Mikey Johnson worth? Bear in mind that the only comparison you can make between the two are last season, both from a similar position, so you're not, you're not, you're comparing apples and apples, not apples and oranges. Uh, and Mikey Johnson scored one less goal than Ryan Kent, bearing in mind he only played half the amount of games that Ryan Kent played. With regard to Ryan Kent's valuation, uh, Liverpool set the price and Rangers came in on the final day of the transfer window and met the price. Otherwise, he was off to Bruges in Belgium. Uh, So... You know, the, the price was established, Rangers had to meet it. Uh, with regard to Mikey Johnson and what is he worth, he's worth what someone is willing to pay for him. Unless Celtic actually say, we believe that he is worth X million and that's what you have to pay. But uh, if you want to test the market, then somebody has to make you an offer. I mean, Alan, is it not the case that it's maybe frustrating, but it's one of those facts of life that if you're going to dip into one of the big academies like Liverpool's or Chelsea's or Man City, 
you just pay those sort of prices? Well, um, you say that. I mean, I've had my doubts, to be honest, whether that was the actual price that was paid anyway. But that's another argument. But um, the fact that Mikey Johnson's stats, and that's what you can go by. Oh, you can go, a lot, you can go by a lot more than stats, Alan, surely. Well, how, how do you go? Well, performances then. Well, listen. You, I know Ryan Kent statistically maybe doesn't look that appetising to you, but he was he did enough. Whatever the stats say, he did enough to be the young player of the year in Scotland, as voted for by his fellow pros. So his performances must have been okay. Performance is okay, but we're making okay. performance is okay. Yeah, for me though, these things quite simply come down to If you're a Rangers fan, you will say that Ryan Kent is a much better player than Mikey Johnson And if you're a Celtic supporter, you'll say Mikey Johnson's a better player than Ryan Kent End of I mean, Mark Wilson, there may well be a time where Mikey Johnson gets to a level Where he has voted the best young player in Scotland Yeah, But as it stands, he's yeah, not Ryan and, and Ryan Kent was Yeah, yeah that's, that's the crux of it Ryan Kent was voted by his, his fellow players And I think Quite rightly so I thought he was outstanding For Rangers As well as I thought Think just now Mikey Johnson Has been outstanding For Celtic May well be Mikey Johnson's season And he may well go on To claim that award But you're right Gordon It's academies in England You go in and you take One of these players And it's not just Scottish teams But you see English teams Paying for boys Who haven't kicked a ball For the first team uh, Down in England And they're paying 10, 15 million It's incredible prices And Rangers Obviously thought Ryan Kent was worth paying the 7 million for Alan, thanks as always for the call Quickly on the teaser you two The top 10 Scotland goal scorers Who've never played for the old firm They have to have scored their last Scotland goal From 1980 onwards James McFadden, Stephen Fletcher Kevin Gallagher, Don Hutchinson Hutchinson <laughs> None. Every time he looks it's, it's just a worried look Anguish um, Gary, Gary McAllister? No Darren Fletcher? No Joe Jordan? Yes. Yes. Oh, come on, you. He got 11, scored the last one in 82. Uh, you know, it must have been some in your era because in my Scotland era, there's not many goal scorers of it. There's one in the current squad. One in the current squad? Mm-hmm. Oh. And then you're going back a little bit. Now, bear in mind, I think this guy got. Snodgrass. A, yes. I didn't even need to give you my hat trick against Malta, clue. Yeah. Okay, a couple more minutes. Let's speak to Archie in the South Side. Hi, Archie. Hello, Hugh. Just before we go to my point, can I say something to you? Of course you can. Seriously, it's not your fault, Hugh, that uh, Stephen Jarrett can't beat New Lennon. It's not your fault. I've got to get somebody blamed. Don't you worry. There we are, Hugh. If you were in any doubt, it's not your fault that Celtic won the game. I... never thought at any point it was my fault. It's because you're getting all the stick. Archie's sticking up for you, that's all. (laughs) It's amazing... Two weeks well, after, yeah. two weeks after the game is over. Two weeks after the game is over, we're still arguing about it, uh, which is the, the nature of the fixture. It's the nature of this city. Uh, we're nearly running out of time, Archie. What's your point tonight? I just want to ask you what you think. Uh, how fast Celtic can go in the Europa League? Because I think that's quite a good job. We've got to get in that little group, and I think if we can progress on that group, we might get a wee run going. Just to see what you mm. think. Decent question. It's going to be upon us soon. Think I think they'll deal with Cluj as, as much as Cluj scored four goals I think Neil Lennon will learn for his mistakes Lazio are a bit unknown for me um, And I thought Ren when I think he came we're to Celtic the 8th in Serie A last season I think mm, um, I think that'll be a tough one Won a cup mm. I think Celtic will finish third You do? Behind? 
Wren and Lazio Wren yeah, are supposed to be a, a mm. good outfit Even yeah, when they started the Celtic season Park. brightly They've got a couple of outstanding young players Yep, we um, came to Celtic Park I don't think they had their full squad out And were, I, I heard impressive So that's that's going to be you, a tough You'll game. get your um, indication I think From Wren away in the first game I think Wren are the best side in the group yeah, It's difficult to tell right now isn't it When you've yeah. not had a, a look at the opposition uh, um, I think they can take six points off Cluj I really do I think they can go to, go over there and win And I think they'll win their lesson at home The other games are a bit unknown for me I'm not sure it'll be, it'll be a tall order Archie, they're not as confident as you No, I think we'll qualify I think we'll get into the second place at least I think we'll do well Yeah, I mean what, what we would say Listen, you're you're asked to make a, a prediction Go out on a limb before we've even seen yeah. any, any of the opposition I think what we would probably agree on It's it's not a brutal group, you know. It's 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 it doable if, if Celtic can 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 perform the way that, that Neil Lennon believes they can. Very entertaining, very refreshing. Uh, look forward to to seeing Rain and Lazio at Celtic Park. Uh, Celtic will forever regret the second half performance against Cluj, uh, which put them out of the Champions League qualifiers. You know they had it. They had it with thirteen minutes to go. They were three two in front, and they blew it. Uh, so they can exact revenge on Cluj But I'm not sure they can get anything in France or Italy uh, At half time it is our broth 1 Partick Thistle nil. Gary Caldwell looks concerned He's already made a change Tried to make something happen um, It's just been a rough old time for Partick Thistle Hugh We've been saying this for yeah. quite a while um, They can't complain it being a, a goal behind The O Scott Fox for three, three terrific saves in the first half uh, and that they are toiling And at the bottom of that league uh, The takeover bid for the club Has gone very very quiet uh, Colin Weir The man who pumped millions into Partick Thistle Has gone so Worrying times Couple more on the teaser Come on let's go uh, Thank you I'm stuck Willie Hollaby Has got the one that you're looking Has got one of the ones you're looking for John McGinley No oh, Is that was finished Two, oh, no. two of them are called John 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 Robertson Yes Well done He's got eight Never played for the old firm uh, John uh, One of them still manages In the women's game Oh Scott Booth Scott Booth He's got Scott six Now the 1980 thing Has thrown you Because he scored his last goal In 1980 So he's bef- he really is before that If you're thinking about his era I mean if you're talking about Famous Scotland goals here um, Archie Gemmell Archie Gemmell Yes and the last John Well we just finish off With a good old fashioned Initials yes. Would you ditch the football ones <laughs> hey, Go for it J.W John Wilson No Is he <laughs> That's my dad <laughs> <laughs> Just sprung in mind No John Warwick Yes John oh, Warwick Thank you <laughs> That's horrendous Mark Good luck tomorrow thank We'll you. be back yes, good luck, Quarter Mark. to twelve yes. Big afternoon Make sure you join us GBX Friday's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.